but I will tell you, I drove past that shop. I moved to Stanwood 10 years ago, and I would drive past that shop and be like, oh, one day I want to have a cupcake shop. I, one day I'm going to. And um, when I started baking at home, my son and I, we just, we would always dream of it. We'd sit, morning cup of coffee. Okay, how are we going to do this? How are we going to have a cupcake shop one day? And we just, it was just our dream. I just, I didn't know it would come sooner than later. So yeah. that was a nice surprise. Hey, Ellers, and welcome to episode 102 of the Commando Voice. Today I speak with the owner of Stanwood Cupcakes. Please welcome Rebecca Jett. Hi, I'm Brandon Erickson, and you're listening to the Kamano Voice Podcast, where I interview folks around Kamano Island and beyond. If you want to stay up to date on events, businesses, and even hear a little history of this area, subscribe to this podcast and share with your friends. Thanks for listening. Hey, Islanders, and welcome to another episode of the Kamano Voice, where we release a new episode every Tuesday. On this episode, I get to speak to Rebecca Jett, who is the owner of Sandwood Cupcakes. Uh, she's the one who owns it, and then her kiddos help her out in the shop. Um, so I got to finally meet up with her. We've been trying to schedule this for a while. And um, yeah, I got to talk with her about um, why she decided she wanted to run a cupcake shop. Um, and how she did over COVID and how she adjusted. Hey, real quick edit. Um, I had initially recorded this with four kids and uh, she corrected me later and reminded me that she had six kids. So anyways, just a quick uh, update to this intro. Anyways, here we go. Um, and so much, you know, everything else that's going on. And um, yeah, so I got to catch up with her and, and find out a lot about that. Um, also, Cupcakes are one of those things that I've always kind of been curious on from a sense of a business uh, perspective, because um, I don't think most people would think of opening a cupcake shop and opening a single faceted business like that and how to make that successful. But she has really created a niche for herself in the San Camino area. Um, and she has a, a big following and has been doing super well. And her following really stepped up and helped her out during COVID. And we're really supportive. And uh, I think what stood out to me in talking with her was that cupcakes and cake making are somewhat of a lost craft. They're something that you used to be able to get from bakers and things like that. Um, but now there's there's just not that. So if you want a special custom, you know, cupcake, you know, dozen cupcakes or a custom cake that's really fun for your kid's birthday... Like, that's not easy to come by. I mean, there, everyone knows there's the big box stores that'll do it for you. But you, if you really want something special, it's, it's not easy to find that. And so um, the fact that she's created this business um, or taking it over and, and grown it to where it is now um, and just continually uh, grows, um, it was really neat to be able to hear. And um, yeah, so I know you're going to enjoy this conversation. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Rebecca Jett. Hey, Islanders, and welcome to another episode of the Kamano Voice. Today, I'm here with the owner of Stanwood Cupcakes. Welcome to the podcast, Rebecca Jett. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So before we get started, tell us a little bit about Rebecca. Oh, a little bit about myself. Oh, gosh. Um, well, I uh, am a baker and a mom, so I try to find that balance between both. Uh, <laughs> sometimes it's uh, great. Sometimes it's really hard, but... <laughs> Um, I have the little cupcake shop here um, in Stanwood, which I love Stanwood. And um, yeah, I just do custom treats, cakes, things like that. So Very definitely cool. keeps me busy. Nice. All right. Uh, where did you grow up? I have grown up a little bit of everywhere, I guess, um, which is really nice because I've got to experience a lot of different places, mm -hmm. I think, has kind of um, combined to where I'm at now. Um, I was born and raised in Bellingham for a good amount of my childhood. And then, um, uh, just kind of everywhere. Like we, I think at one point when I was younger, I was in Arizona and, okay. um, back up here, Everson, Acme, just kind of all that little area right there. Um, what, what part of Arizona were you in? I think Phoenix. Okay. Nice. We've got, uh, we moved from Tucson, Arizona. Oh yeah. So it's yeah. nice. Yeah. Nice and warm. <laughs> it gets a little too warm sometimes. <laughs> yes. Um, and then I lived in Seattle for a little bit and, uh, 
then came back and um, lived in Everson, and I graduated from high school in that area and just kind of worked and then um, moved to... I mean, I've lived everywhere, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> nice. Well, that's cool. So uh, it sounds like a lot of it's just been throughout Washington, but a little yeah. stint in Arizona. and um, yeah. Nice. Very cool. Um, so did, were you doing that? Like, was it usually, like, a few years in each spot, or did that kind of change? Yeah, um, I would say I kind of ha- didn't have the greatest childhood, so I was between different homes and stuff and different families, um, family members that I lived with at periods of time. So it was kind of, you know, different experiences. Yeah. Okay. Um, so then uh, when you graduated high school then, uh, did you go to college, or did you just jump into the workforce? So I actually, when I um, was going to high school, I was doing Running Start. Uh, I was doing my prereqs to be a nurse, which is really funny because that's not anything close to what I do now. But um, I uh, actually worked um, my senior year of high school. I worked at a little farmer's cafe in Everson, and it was really fun. Um, funny because my grandparents live right down the road, so it's always been the running joke that I'm late for everything in life. So um, they would always know if I was running late on my way to work because I wouldn't have time to stop <laughs> at their house for a cup of coffee. Um, and the road to get to my job, which was right down the road from their house, um, I they would see me and they would know, oh, she's not coming for coffee this morning. <laughs> so, um, and then uh, I really liked working there. That was pretty cool. Um, I'd have to be there at like, I think it was six in the morning, which I mean, being 17 is like really early. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, um, I, and then uh, the farmers would give me some slack if I was running late, you know, hey, my coffee's cold. Where's my coffee? You know, so it was a small town just like this. I really yeah. loved it. It was nice. So, um, and then I graduated high school and um, just. I did some of the college, and I just was like, you know, it's not really the path I really want at that time. I got pregnant with my oldest, mm-hmm. um, and so I really wanted to focus on being a mom. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I did that for a bit. I'm still doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Never ending, but, um, you know, and I just kind of did little odd things here and there. My husband and I, we've worked um, opposite shifts always uh, just to kind of balance that uh, parent life and, um, work life. And, um, I nannied for a bit when he was little and then we got pregnant with our second and, you know, just kind of, I was like, you know, I think I'm going to get a job job (laughs) as if nannying and being a mom isn't a job. Right. Um, I worked at the hospital for a bit. I worked evenings and it was really nice. And, um, what, what capacity were you working in the hospital? Um, I did everything. I worked on the floors and would turn over the rooms and get them ready um, for the next patient. Um, So I have a very extensive background in deep cleaning and sanitizing and sterilizing everything. Um, Okay. And I would do the OR rooms and get those ready. And then um, on the side job, I would make my kids' cakes and stuff for their birthdays. Mm -hmm. And that just kind of went from there where friends would... um, be like, oh, it's my son's birthday. Can you make him a cake? And I'm like, well, you know, I stay up all night making this one cake. <laughs> so, um, I guess I could, you know, and it just kind of went from there. I just started baking from home and um, doing uh, um, working nights at the hospital. And and so, uh, yeah, it just, it kept me pretty busy and uh, I enjoyed it and Nice. Yeah. So when you were clean, when you were working at the hospital, was there any point that that kind of brought back like nursing or anything? Or like, were you like, was there a point where you're like, man, I wish I'd kind of pursued that? Or were you like, I'm so glad I didn't pursue this? You know what? I think it was a mix of both. Okay. Um, seeing how many hours they put in and the long holidays and, mm-hmm. um, you know, and how, how much work it is. It's a lot of work. I take, I give them a lot of respect for what they do, especially with the limited sources that they have. Yeah. Um, that's hard. And, um, you know, they're amazing just going to school and doing all that. And I liked the flexibility that I had more of, Mm -hmm. um, in different departments, you can have that flexibility, which is nice. So, um, but I, I just, School, I enjoy school. It just wasn't for me, I guess. Yeah. I just, I don't have the um, the 
focused to be able to do something like that. Right. So I think that's why I really like my job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. I, I do think that's been something kind of a theme I've had on the podcast of talking with people. Some people um, <clears throat> do really well in school because their brain works that way. They're yes. able to yes. focus, read, like memorize. And then they're also able to like not get anxiety about tests and stuff like that. Yeah. And then I've had, you know, both in when I was in school and then talking with other people, there's just people that like test anxiety is so bad that they can't, they don't perform. They know all of the knowledge, but they just yep. can't do it in that yep. environment. I think I struggled with that. Definitely. Yeah. Yep. No. So I think it's very, it's very, um, not one dimensional, but it's just not one size fits all. Yeah. And so there's a lot of people that I think that doesn't fit for. Nice. So then you were, you were working nights at the hospital and you started making cakes for your friends and family and stuff. Where did it kind of go from there? Yeah, the funny thing is, is um, in our break room, I had a little spot set up that I would bring mm. uh, my cupcakes and I would just set them up in individual boxes and I put like a little box, like, you know, an honor system kind of thing. <laughs> like, here, if you want a cupcake, here you go. And, um, you know, I think I was really nervous because even though people, you know, wanted cakes for the birthdays and they loved them and I still just didn't know, I doubted that. And yeah. so um, it would be fun when I would uh, be gone on my shift for a couple hours and then come back and like they're gone or I'd be walking in the hall and somebody would be like, yeah, I bought all your cupcakes. And I, <laughs> no way. Like, are you serious? Like, what do you mean? You bought them all. And they're like, yeah, I did. And I was like, uh, okay, that was so awesome. So it just kind of gave me a little confidence to be like, okay, I want to pursue this more and see where it goes. Yeah. So very cool. So how did that come about then? Um, the, the, continue to pursue that more? Oh, um, so I just started really, uh, baking more at home. And, um, the one thing that's really nice about social media is just the word of mouth that gets through the community and people tagging. And, um, everybody's like, Oh, I'm looking for a cake and a friend of a friend. And so I just started really, um, doing more cakes and cupcakes through that and weddings and things. And okay, so it was nice, a self-taught baker. I, would watch YouTube videos and be like, oh my gosh, I really want to learn how to do that. How do they do that techniques? And yeah. so I just would, you know, trial and error throughout the whole time until I just kind of built, built it up. Um, and then our, our daughter, um, who's 10 now, when she was four at that time, so f uh, a few years ago, um, she got sick with juvenile arthritis and we were kind of new to the whole thing of that. Um, and uh, it's an autoimmune disease and... Um, I, it was, it was a lot at first to deal with. She was pretty sick and we didn't know really what was going on, the full things. And now we're just like, ah, okay, you're in a flare. Eh, here, here's some medicine and we'll just get through it again. So, yeah. but then it was kind of scarier. So, um, it was a lot to deal with working at the hospital and doing cake. So I kind of just gave up caking at that time. Okay. Um, because it was hard when I had so many cake orders and then trying to have to take care of her at the right. same time she was only four so it was really harder at that time um and then I just saw that pressure and stress of trying to make sure my cakes look good for the clients and so I gave it up and then I gave up working too at the hospital because it was a lot doing opposite shifts with my husband I was just like you know let's just have more of a simple life and yeah um so then I it was nice I stayed at home for a little bit and then uh we got pregnant with our youngest Maggie and she's the baking assistant in the shop she's the one who's always on the Instagram <laughs> and sometimes it's funny because that girl will hack my account and will post the most funniest videos and I have um, people text me hey she's on your <laughs> she's on your Instagram and I'm like oh great I gotta get her off and so it's so funny but um yeah so I gave it up for a little bit and then um just kind of enjoyed that and then when she I guess for a little bit you'd say uh when she was six months old um the uh the shop um was for sale by the original owners um Cindy and David they're amazing uh, they had it for quite a while before us and um my friend at the time kind of said hey you know um the shop is for sale what do you think and so I went in on it originally with a business partner and it worked out really well but it's hard sometimes to juggle mom life and shop life and yeah. so um uh ended up uh, we did it for, I think the first year together and then, you know, it's hard finding that balance. So, uh, I eventually took it on over afterwards and I've been doing it almost three years now. Okay. So it's been nice. So four, four years, almost all together, we've had Stanley cupcakes and wow. three years on my own and my husband helps out occasionally. <laughs> so 
So, yeah. And my kids and stuff, you know, they, they help them, you know, do dishes and fold boxes and those kind of things, you nice. know. So, yeah. Very cool. Yeah, teach them young to get involved oh, and yeah. be part of that. That's very cool. So then when... um. Uh, how long, do you know how long Cindy and David had run uh, Stanwood Cupcakes? Well, we actually celebrated our 10-year anniversary during the summer, which okay. was really cool. Last summer, um, we didn't make it a big deal because of COVID, and I really want to celebrate that, so that's going to, we're going to do something big this summer for okay. that. Okay, so, very cool. Um, yeah, so then I think, I'd say about six years. They had it five, five years, six okay. years. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Nice. And then, um, how, did you get introduced to them through the purchase of the business, or did you know yeah. them prior? Um, no, I didn't personally know them, but I will tell you, I drove past that shop. I moved to Stanway 10 years ago, and I would drive past that shop and be like, well, one day I want to have a cupcake shop. I, <laughs> one day I'm going to. And um, when I started baking at home, my son and I, we just, we would always dream of it. We'd sit, morning cup of coffee. Okay, how are we going to do this? How are we going to have a cupcake shop one day? And we just, it was just our dream. I just, I didn't know it would come sooner than later. So yeah, that was a nice surprise. Very cool. So then <clears throat> when you took it over then, because um, for them, wasn't it more of a retirement business? They were kind yeah. of just doing it on the side, or yeah. not on the side, but like they yeah. weren't trying to grow it exponentially or anything like that. Yeah. So then when you took it over, how was that transition and how did that all go? Um, it was, it was more of, instead of being a hobby, it's like, oh man, this could affect, um, my life and my kids' life. Right. And I, I didn't, I never wanted to bankrupt my family. So it was really hard to take on that. Yeah. Um, in the beginning, I, I know me just kind of talking about, Hey, I, I think I'm going to do this. I think this is what I want to do. And, um, I got a lot of, uh, not the most positive support was like, how are you going to run a business and have a six month old baby? Like uh-huh. that's crazy. <laughs> and so, you know, you start doubting yourself and I'm like, gosh, you know, um, can I do this? And, and, you know, you just find a way if you really want it and you have that desire and that dream, you know, nothing's going to stop you yeah. and, you know, not even COVID. So yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, you just do it. And, um, it was funny. I had a baby swing in the beginning and, you know, just watching Maggie grow up in the shop is just like, it's like you look back and you're like, wow, how did we do that? And how did that happen? And it's, you know, it's like, wow, that's amazing. And, um, she would be in the backpack of my, um, one of those backpack carriers yep. and, um, uh, she, she would be <laughs> just so funny because she was teething at that time. Yep. So we had like a big rack of ice cream cones. So every time she would go buy one of them, she'd start that giggling laughing because she wanted one. <laughs> <laughs> I think she went through a whole case herself of them because, you know, if I'm like trying to paint or get something done, I didn't care. It's like, right. okay, here's an ice cream cone. Yep. <laughs> you know, so um, it oh, was fun. Sure. Yeah, you just do what you got to do, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. And that, you know, I think, um, you know, once you've, I mean, one, being a mother takes so much time and energy yeah. that once you've gotten into that, you're like, yeah, throwing in a business. It's like one more thing. Right. <laughs> That's yeah. one more child to take care of. Yep. Um, but I think the other thing that is come out so much with talking with different business owners is the people that make it um, are, they have that grit and they, they push through the doubt and the, and, and, and the thing that about, you know, I think people give these negative comments or like, are you really sure you're going to do that? Like, what if you don't make it? And they send out all of these different things. And it, it is coming from a place of caring, but it is also, you have to be able to push through all of that and say, no, I really want this to happen. And I'm going to make the sacrifices and do this so that it, it makes it. Um, and I just think that's really neat to be able to see that. And I do think um, that with you know, starting a cupcake business, I think that's really, or like purchasing it and then growing it. That is something where it's, you don't see many, I mean, I don't know many cake shops anywhere, much less in Stanwood, which is a, you know, smaller demographic than like say Seattle or, or things like that. Um, so what were some of the challenges with, with taking that over and then having to turn this around again, like you were saying from a hobby to a, to a, um, you know, profitable and everything business, what was that kind of like for you? Um, there's a lot to just frosting a cake at home Mm -hmm. and doing the business stuff of it, of, um, 
being open and consistent and um, just really trying to show who you are mm-hmm. and um, find that uh, balance of what's going to work and what's not. Um, and just keeping up with demand. That's the hardest part. Um, it it's, uh, it's definitely been trial and error learning through ex- different things and what's going to work and not. Um, but when you're baking with bigger equipment, sometimes things can be off, you know, mm-hmm. um, your recipes, instead of just doing a smaller batch recipe to only bake like six dozen, which you would generally do in your house. I mean, I don't think, I mean, occasionally when I was at home, I would bake like 600 cookies and stuff, <laughs> but I had a small mixer. And it was like, you know, I was doing, that took me two, three days to yeah. do it. And so, um, trying to um, match that up with at a at a bigger scale um, right. definitely is definitely a learning curve. <laughs> yeah, well, and we were talking before the podcast started that you guys don't have AC in that building, so like mm-hmm. heat, humidity, all those things affect everything when you're baking. Yes, yeah, especially during the summer months, um, that's harder uh, when you have cakes and weddings and stuff, and yeah. you don't have the big space of like you know Costco commercial huge space. And so being a smaller business definitely um, has its crutches. Uh, I can't just put a wedding cake in a my small fridge in the back. I have to set it up a certain way and then stack it afterwards. And I have to make sure it's, like, ready to go before I leave. And I can't have it sitting in my hot car. And, I mean, there's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just getting anxiety just talking about it, <laughs> thinking about the things that I'm like, oh, yeah, I really have to think about that this weekend with the next wedding cake. So it's like, you know, it's there's a lot that just goes into it. And, um yeah, it's, it's uh, definitely been an uh, amazing experience to go through starting out, um, especially when you just think, oh, I'm just going to frost cupcakes and it's going to be great. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, keeping that momentum is hard, you know. And, yeah. Um, the community has been amazing just with how much support they are. You know, I, I feel bad that I can't, I guess my biggest hurdle is not keeping up with demand at yeah. this point and trying to find that balance between being a mom and being a baker mm-hmm. and you know my my youngest is four so I still need to be a mom to her too and right. so I just say you know give me give me time give me patience and people are so amazing I have my customers that will drop off stuff to me for cakes because they know it takes me more time to have to go find this stuff and they're so kind and supportive and I, I love that that That's everybody great. has really come together to help out and um even before COVID, it was nice, like, uh, Maggie would just kind of hang out with the customers. The customers would really just, like, play with her, like, roll a ball on the floor, just little things, you know. Um, if, if I was waiting for my extra help to get home from school to help yeah. out, you know, because we had some teenagers that would work there after our, after hours, and it yeah. was nice. Um, and uh, so that... Um, that uh, oh, my gosh, I'm so tired. Oh, you're... <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, you're good. Oh, I just, like, lose my train of thought there. I'm like, okay. Um, you're going to edit that, right? Yeah. <laughs> you're like, how many times am I going to have to edit this? <laughs> I think it's fun. I think it's, I love having, like, the, because it, cause it makes it, like, real. Like, people I are know, like, right? oh, we're not all just talking heads or whatever. Like, yeah. we're not professionals. We're just no, having a conversation like, and, and talking about yes. business. So Yeah. So, in, in case you don't edit this. <laughs> We have been in between moving our personal house. And oh, my so word. Not, when I tell people I'm moving, they freak out thinking we're moving businesses. And I'm like, no, no, our business is staying. We are not going. I love I love our place. I love Stanwood. I would never move. Nice. Um, but we just personally moved, which was really nice because um, we uh, had, you know, um, a big family and we were living in a three-bedroom house and it was just a lot and yeah. so we finally in this market right now is just crazy yeah so we finally moved and oh my word it's been nice so we're living between boxes and just <laughs> dealing with- <laughs> so it's been nice so i'm tired and i need more coffee which i'm definitely getting right after this nice. um i'm getting a very big coffee so oh. i'm excited for that the most um <laughs> but yes so there we go okay where were we brain fog <laughs> very cool so you were saying even before COVID, people were, customers were helping out and they were, you know, not helping out, but like, you know, very yes. supportive and everything. Um, as COVID started becoming a reality and like, especially when we hit March and it really kind of locked down and everything, what was going, kind of what went through your head and then uh, how did you make adjustments? Um, well, in the beginning of COVID, I thought there's no way I can survive any of this. 
and I had contemplated um, giving up my business. I was like, there's, there's just no way. I can't do this. And um, we have some extra um, uh, factors we have to take in for precautions because uh, my daughter and I are both immune compromised. So right. okay. um, I got diagnosed with arthritis about uh, <laughs> February before COVID hit, oh, literally. Oh, no. Um, and I started immune suppressants right then and so then when COVID hit I'm like oh my gosh you know it's a little more terrifying and so we just take some extra precautions and um that had been a little harder because I thought well I could never let customers come in how how can I manage that and just and have a bakery at the same time like and um at that time the kids weren't going to school so it was like gosh what am I going to do when I and just trying to have them at our shop and have it be like a second home to them um, and keep them safe. And so, um, it was another customer in the very beginning, one of my really amazing clients. I love her. And she said, you know, you should do curbside, bring it out to them. And I was like, okay. And I kind of thought about it and I talked about it and some people were like, don't do it. You're going to ruin your business. Like I wouldn't do that. And <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, but I don't even know what's going on. Like, how can I, you know, and and uh, even with our extra, you know, health concerns, I, you know, I was like, I, I just, I'd rather take that risk, you know, and I, and I felt like people would be understanding and um, supportive and boy, did it show it like I was delivering all over. Um, <laughs> it, it went from curbside to delivery at that point. <laughs> I would post um, <clears throat> something of like flower cupcakes. You know, um, May Day special, I'm delivering between Marysville and Camino and Warm Beach and um, uh, Mount Vernon area. And I would just, it would be a long list and I couldn't keep up with it. And, you know, you're still learning as you're going with delivery. So that was like, wow, um, okay. And, you know, when you start doing it, it takes a little bit longer. (laughs) So, um, but it was definitely a learning experience. It was really nice and it was humbling to be able to, I couldn't see people, but just to know how much our treats meant to people and just dropping them off and then seeing them through the window and the kids getting so excited. And <laughs> my favorite was April Fool's. We did the pizza box delivery. So okay. it was cupcakes in a pizza box. <laughs> and um, that was awesome. I had moms calling who were working, you know, and they're from home and working from, you know, away from home and their kids are at home and they're like, can you please just go drop off some cupcakes? I want to surprise the kids. And I'm like, oh, that's awesome. So I really loved that. And I hope that we can kind of do that again. And then it was, it got to that point where people were still trying to come to the storefront and yep. I'd be out on deliveries. And so oh, I'm like, yeah. how do I do that? I don't want people not to come to our shop. And right. so, um, then I just decided, okay, I can't do deliveries anymore. It was just too much. And then now, now that business is coming back and, and people are at the store, it's been great. So yeah. I would like to do the deliveries again though. Cause that really was fun. And I've seen so many places that I'd never seen before, like of Camino and, um, uh, just Warm Beach area, which yeah. Warm Beach is Warm Beach whole in Camino. Like I definitely learned. Okay, are you on the south end? Minute, because you're driving forty minutes. That's and bigger I, than you I, thought. No. Oh, I didn't. I never had been. So the, I think the farthest out that I had been in ten years of living in Stanwood was Iverson Beach, and so I was like, oh yeah, there is definitely yep. an island here. So yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. I just loved it. It was nice to get out of the shop and get that break and that serenity of seeing the peaceful you know, um, water and all, it's just so nice. It was really nice. Yeah. That's awesome. And it's, it is really neat that like, <clears throat> I mean, all the businesses had to adjust and shift and try and figure out what that was. And I think all of us were trying different things like, uh, delivering and stuff like that. And like, when you start doing delivering, um, just from very little experience, but knowing of other businesses that do it, like they have a whole system that maps out the best way to do it. And if you don't have that, then you're going this way, then that way, then backwards and forwards. And like, yeah, (laughs) you're kind of going all over and you're like, okay, so if I had really done these, it probably would have been faster. Mm -hmm. So yeah, my husband was amazing. He stepped in and he's like, Becky, there's an app, honey. You can just like, let's just get this put together. And I was like, oh, you're amazing. Thank you. (laughs) We definitely um, balance each other out. Sometimes, you know, I call him out on some of the stuff and I'm like, you know, you could have done that a little faster this way. And he does this. It, it works great. It's such a great um, uh, team effort. <laughs> Very <laughs> <Definitely>. cool. <laughs> nice. So then do you, um, 
So are your kids kind of your back help? And then you also have a few other people that come in and help out? or? Um, before COVID, we had a couple employees and I rotated. It was just that extra help that I needed to find that balance. Um, and with COVID, we don't allow anybody in our shop other than um, immediate uh, family or household. Um, just because that way my kids can feel comfortable coming in, not having to wear a mask and um, uh, just keep it more safe for them at this time. Yeah. It is something that my next plan will be. Um, the, the blessing of this, though, is my son, my two kids work for me now, which is really nice. Yeah. You know, they're, um, they're fully on the payroll, all that stuff, so it's great. You know, it helps out with that kind of stuff. And my husband, he helps. And, um, you know, so it's definitely more of a family business, I guess. It's more <laughs> of a blessing than, you know. And yeah. I think with COVID, too, I, um, I don't think I would have been as confident to take on the risk of expanding um, in the front of our dining area, which a lot of businesses did this, um, it was wasted space for us at, yep. during that time because, um, obviously we didn't have any in dining going right. on anymore. And so, um, I was already at my max level with, um, how much I could do in the back of my shop yeah. and I needed that space. And so <clears throat> I took over the dining area and made that our decorating spot. Okay. And so... I basically doubled my kitchen space, nice. which for being a bakery is huge. Yes. And so that was nice. So during the whole COVID thing, I was, well, we're still in COVID, but during the whole beginning of the pandemic, yeah. I was um, organizing and switching things around. And my kids are like, don't do it. That's crazy. And I'm like, yeah, we'll see. And, you know, <laughs> just kind of switching it. Seeing, and I fell in love with it. And everybody loves it because when they come up, they could see me actually working on this stuff. Whereas yeah. I'd have to be in the back frosting the cupcakes and be yelling at them, hey, what do you want? And, <laughs> you know, so that was nice that I could, they could watch me. And if I'm making a cake, they can actually see me working on a cake right at the door and yeah. stuff, you know. Sometimes that gives me a little anxiety because the pressure's on and people <laughs> Don't are watching. Mess <laughs> Don't mess up, you know. And um, But it is really fun. And, and I hope to encourage other people Especially young ones, you know, that don't quite get to see that stuff and, and know there's not a lot of bakeries anymore, like yeah. old school cake bakeries. And it's sad. It's kind of a dying business. And <clears throat> it is a lot of work to do it, to yeah. have, you know, and we can't compete with the big places that right. can they do have things at bulk for cheaper. It's a lot more overhead, oh, you know. Yes, so sure. it's nice to inspire people that, you know, there's pros and cons to it, definitely, yeah. and, and do what you love. Yeah. Well, and I think the other thing is <clears throat> with it is that, um, like my wife got into, and she still does, um, here and there, but, um, when the twins were really young, um, we would, she started making cakes for, um, uh, different things like birthday parties, things like that, just for ourselves or for her family members. And, um, she was getting into it and she kept like being like, well, I think I could do that. Like if I just bought a couple more things and, yes, um, yes. and so she kept getting like new things, but then each it's always time, a couple more things, Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but then she's actually made like a couple different wedding cakes for some friends and wow. stuff and like tiered. Oh, wow. And, um, you know, the biggest thing that we heard from those is like throughout that, throughout the wedding, like you would hear people go, wow, the cake is really good. Like, I think I might, are there seconds? Like, yep. you never hear that wedding. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. It's always like, okay, I'm going to eat one bite. Nope, that was it. Yep. <laughs> so it does make a big difference. The, I mean, not just getting this, you know, whatever you get from the big box stores and stuff like that. Like, actually getting a homemade cake. And yes, it's more expensive, but like it is, the quality is so much better. And like, it tastes good. And it's, yeah, you're happy to serve that. Not like, I'm sorry we're serving this. Yep. So, very cool. So then, how many cakes do you normally make? I mean, we've been in a weird spot, obviously. Yeah. Um, but like on a monthly basis, would you say, if you were ever? Um, I probably do any for anywhere from two to three a day. It just depends on um, weekends are definitely more. Uh, I try to find that balance. I try to take only about ten a week or so. And then I have a lot of people that slide in. So. Okay. <laughs> You're like, start you here know. and then go to there. Yep, yep. It's, uh, you know, Susie down the road who comes in. She's like, you know, it's my daughter's birthday this weekend and we love your cakes. And I just, I I hate <laughs> to say no. I, I just, because I know, I know how much it means to the kids and... Um, I, you know, my own kids, it's like yeah, that guilt, that guilt goes on yep. me big time. And so I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'll slide you in. And 
Um, now I found that, you know, it's harder to do the slide-ins, and so um, I definitely will always say yes to cupcakes. Yep, I'll throw you in, and I do some amazing, uh, fun, decorative-themed cupcake boxes. Yeah. And honestly, I think those are much better than cakes, because then you have variety, you know? Yeah. It's not all one same flavor. Right. Um, and there's so much to do now with, with cupcakes, and the cupcakes... I, I could do so many cupcakes compared to one cake. And okay. so, yeah, it's, uh, and before back in the day, uh, I used to freak if I had 10 dozen cupcakes due, you know, the next day. And, and, you know, now I tell my husband, I'm like, yeah, I have like, you know, 30, 40 dozen cupcakes due tomorrow. And that's just like maybe two orders. That's not even the rest of them. And he's like, oh, and I'll just be like, yeah, I'm, I, I might need to go in now. So. <laughs> You know, but it doesn't stress me out as much as, like, you know, 10 dozen. You yeah. Know? It's like, when I'm talking about dozens, I'm like, holy crap, that's, like, 30 dozen times, you know, 12 is, like, you know, almost 400 cupcakes. That's like, a lot. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so, now I just only say the dozens, not versus, like, you know, I have 400 cupcakes due tomorrow because then it's, it just kind of takes the edge off and I can sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, that's very cool. And then, yeah, and I saw one of your, your recent Instagrams of the, the shark cupcake one that you guys put out. <laughs> that was so fun. Um, I'm trying to do more things of enjoying actually doing stuff and not just being stressed with trying to trying to do it. Like, taking that time out to just kind of stop and smell the flowers. And, yeah. And have fun with it, you know. I did some little dorky video that I posted. And my kids were like, Bob, you're such a dork. And I was like, yeah, you know, it's fun. And I enjoyed that. It made me yeah. laugh. And, and people were commenting and uh, messaging like, oh, that was so funny. And, you know, I just, I love doing that, you know. Um, a really awesome customer of mine told me back in December when I, those cocoa bombs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to talk about cocoa bombs. <laughs> That was, that was amazing. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was definitely an experience. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she told me, she said, just breathe, you know, and she got me a bracelet that says breathe on it. And so that's my thing this year is I just want to focus on breathing, you know, like I, how many times did, you, did we try to connect for this? And yes. I was like, I'm too busy. I can't do this. Yeah. And I really wanted to do this and I really want to do stuff like this, but I just, often don't find the time to do it. And this yeah. year I'm definitely going to make the time to do stuff like that and just breathe more and enjoy life and yeah, yeah have fun. Yeah, going going back to the, the Cocoa Bombs, I know you don't want to talk about them, but <laughs> when when we were looking, you know, because obviously they're a huge thing on Instagram and they were showing up everywhere. And so we had looked up a few videos like, well, how do you make them? Yes. And it's very intensive. And then yes. we saw you were making them. We're like, oh, she's making them. That's great. People should buy them from her. Yeah. It was fun, and it started with one of my customers. She had said, um, I, I want some Cocoa Bombs. Can you do it? This was right around, I think, Shop Small Saturday. Okay. And so it was right before that I think I made it. It was like Thanksgiving weekend, or uh, that is Shop Small Saturday. So um, I said, yeah, I'll make them. And so I made that in some really fun, like, cinnamon rolls that I normally wouldn't do, like, fresh fruit on the top. Oh, they were so amazing. I loved them. <laughs> and so... Um, it just kind of went from there, and I, I posted, hey, you know, I'll just do this random thing. I don't know, because I feel like I'm bored on a Friday night. Like, hey, how many Cocoa Bombs does people want for tomorrow? And I just was like, holy cannoli. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, um, I guess I'm going to have to go in now to start making these. So, But a lot of it was trial and error in the beginning. I couldn't make as many because you're still learning how to do it. Yeah. And then once I kind of mastered it down, I sort you couldn't buy the molds anywhere, which was funny. Um, <laughs> you couldn't, you couldn't find them, and Amazon was so delayed on them. And yep. then um, I kind of came up with a backup plan. I was like, you know, just thinking outside the box, and I found um, so crazy ornaments. So oh. the clear ornaments that stick together, yeah. I use those <laughs> as cocoa bombs. You know, they're brand new, clean, all that. So we just use those as our molds, and. Um, they came together really nice, and then I was like, ah, oh, I, I need some more. And so I just kept <laughs> Amazoning them, and for some reason, they would show up so fast. And I'm like, okay, so I did that. And we, uh, it, oh, that was crazy. We had to shut the shop down because our phone was ringing, and it wouldn't stop. We had to turn the phone off. Um, we had people... <laughs> Like, I would just kind of leave my door unlocked, even though I looked closed. Because at that time, we were doing order only. Yep. So, um, but people would try to come in. And they'd be like, can I get some Cocoa Bombs? I'm like, you can't. Like, I'm completely sold out. Like, I can't. <laughs> so, then it was so many times that I couldn't 
finish my orders that I was doing because I kept getting pulled to the door. So I like had to lock the door. Yep. So it's just, and I felt bad because I never wanted to say no to people. Right. And so that was hard, you know. Yeah. And if I could multiply me like four times, I would have loved that. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't. And um, I didn't want to be the Grinch who stole Christmas and ruined Christmas spirit by saying, no, I can't give you cocoa bombs because yeah. everybody wanted them. But yeah. It was fun. It was it was uh it was definitely fun. I definitely do have PTSD from <laughs> <laughs> So those might not be coming back. Uh, maybe we'll see. <laughs> um the other thing I want to touch on is is what you were mentioning there is that <clears throat> as a business owner, you have to go through, you know, you go through a lot. There's a lot of stress that you're just constantly carrying of um making sure that things are getting done correctly. Um, you know, if you have a team, like make sure they're taken care of, um, being a mom, uh, being a parent and you're, you have all of these different things. Um, and what I have to remind myself of sometimes is especially like when I'm driving to work or, um, you know, hang out or something like you get to pause and just think of where you are in life. And the fact that you get to do something that you love and enjoy and that you get to live the life you're living right now because of the work you get to do, what you enjoy doing like there's just so many people out there and, and that aren't able to they work a job because they have to and yeah. because it pays the bills and because for whatever reason they're stuck there and and to have that opportunity and to be grateful for the opportunity to be able to do what we love and make a living at it um always t- brings me back as far as like taking a breath of like even when things are overwhelming and people are calling in sick and you're trying to figure it all out you're like if you breathe and you're like, man, I get to do what I love for a living. And, and it's just, it's a great thing to be able to take that pause. And it's really neat that you're able to do that this year and kind of focus on that as you move into this new year. Or I guess not new year anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is. It is definitely exciting. And um, we're working on some bigger things of which way I want to grow our business. So yeah. um uh, the end of last year, I kind of touched base on that with like cookie kits and redesigning, you know, labels and um, giving special perks to my preferred VIP clients that are just amazing who've always been so supportive. Um, I definitely give back uh, to things like that. If I know somebody is like even people who have um, started from uh, supporting me at home with bring me a cup of coffee and like here, thanks for sliding me on this weekend. I hear your, it was always, you know, a joke. If you bring me a cup of coffee, I'll make your cake this weekend. So, <laughs> you know, that was nice. And, um, uh, I, I enjoy being able to do more for the business, definitely growing it more. <clears throat> and, um, I don't think I would have been able to, uh, have as much confidence in that had I not seen how supportive people are from the community. Um, during COVID, yeah. uh, I really, I really didn't think I was going to make it. And, uh, just that people believed in me and we had lines of people waiting for pickups and just the outreach of deliveries. I just was like, wow, I can do this. And this is amazing. And, um, you know, I just thinking that I was actually going to give up, like, I was just going to be like, there's no way I can do this. And my husband's like, just keep doing it. You know, it'll be fine and, and just do it. And I'm like, yeah. well, just do it. It's easier <laughs> said than done. But, um, you know, and, and I, he says, you know, he's always told me, you know, what are you holding back from? And why don't you just go to that? And so I think with COVID, that was the nice thing is I, I had nothing to lose at that point, yeah. you know, so I could just do whatever. And if, I always had wanted to do some of these things like, you know, April Fool's cupcakes and, and cookie <laughs> kits and all those things. And so that was nice to be able to just be like, okay, here we go. We're doing it yeah. and not hold back. And, and that was nice. So, yeah, I'm excited to see what this next year brings. Definitely. We've got some surprises coming out. So. Nice. Yeah. And then. Lips filled. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then how, how is, because um, I know a lot of people, um, businesses in 2021, as things are starting to reopen, as people are really ready to get back out there and everything, we've seen a lot of resurgence in a lot of businesses. Um, how has 2021 been for you guys? Um, we, we have definitely been more busier than we've ever been. Mm-hmm. And just keeping up with that demand is hard. And um, I, feel, I feel bad saying no to people. And yeah. I want to keep up with that demand. So um, we bought a bigger mixer, uh, bought a bigger oven, and so that was nice. Uh, we couldn't have done that without the support. Yeah. And um, I definitely, 
um, am tweaking a few things, and then I'm like, okay, you know, I'm going to be ready for it in a little bit. So just still trying to fi finalize, you know, rearranging kitchen and yeah, stuff, the yeah. maximum um, output of everything. So, and then, yeah, so then we'll be excited to go that next step. Very cool. Definitely. Nice. Well, that's awesome. I, I love hearing how people have adjusted through COVID and how they really just stepped back through. And I really do think the Kameno Stanwood community really brought together for the local businesses. Um, I feel like there's a lot of local businesses that um, have made it through because of the community. Yes. And I don't know that that was the case in all the communities. Even in Washington, I think there's communities that didn't really step up as much as um, this area did. There's something to be said about Stanwood and Camino area. Um, it is unlike any other town I've been in or any other community. Um, I come from a small town myself too, but the support is not there like it is here. And I go back to my hometown and I just see these businesses that I loved visiting before COVID and they're gone. Yeah. And I just think, what happened, you know, and, and I don't think those communities are as fortunate as us too, because, um, we're a bigger area. And yeah. I think that's what definitely helped keep those small businesses alive. Yeah. Um, but it, we have a really special, special community here and they're definitely supportive and yeah. it was shop small. I mean, you could not keep up with that. Right. And, um, I, we originally were in Bellingham and uh, didn't know if we wanted to move to Stanwood. Yeah. <laughs> this, was kinda, this was 10 years ago, oh, nine years ago. And um, I said, you know, um, let's just rent a house and see what we think. And, and, you know, that way we're not permanent here and we can uproot if we need to. And I've never left since. And, in fact, even just looking for a home, Recently, I was like, I have to be within 10 minutes of my shop because yeah. I love that convenience of being able to come and go. And then, you know, we have that small town feel in my shop. It's like if a customer calls me, I'll be like, you know, I'm 10 minutes from my shop. I'll come down and meet you if you wanted, you know, cupcakes for your son's birthday. You know, I had extra. Let me come down. And, you know, we still have that feel, which is nice. Yeah. And uh, I don't want to change that. I don't yeah. want to be like, oh, no, <laughs> these are not my hours and I'm not coming down. But right. That's what I love about our town. And and uh, when you give to your customers like that, your customers give back. Because then they're like, you know, oh, here, I I can't come at this time, but can you come, you know, I can come make it work at this time. And I'm like, okay, cool. It's definitely a give and take with everybody here. Yeah. You're definitely in it together yeah. for sure. Yeah. Very cool. All right. Well, um, we like to end every podcast with some rapid fire questions. Uh, so the first one is, what purchase of $100 or less have you enjoyed the most over the last three months? <laughs> um, there are a lot of things. Uh, I would say the most is uh, we just made a switch to Lotus drinks. I had never had a Lotus okay. drink before. And um, I am really enjoying that. That definitely, uh, I went from being a crazy Red Bull drinker to a Lotus drinker now. And, oh, man, that... <laughs> a game changer so nice um yeah less than 100 bucks that works very cool perfect <laughs> uh pretend you have a friend coming from out of town what would the first day look like here um just amazing there's just so much to do everywhere truly i don't yeah. even think you know the first day there you can't even fit everything to do here yeah. you need a week to stay here um <laughs> there's so many beautiful things downtown um shopping i mean a lot of people don't even know all of downtown. Yeah. You know, it's like, there's two sides of downtown. There's the side over by Bank of America. There's amazing shops over there and, you know, amazing shops in our downtown area. It's like, yeah. you know, it's like almost like Pike Place Market. Even here, it's like, I didn't even realize there was so much more over here, like with all these little buildings, you know, yeah. you could spend a day in this place. So yeah. it's, you know, there's a lot to do and beaches and yeah, definitely, definitely plan for it. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, who is an interesting or fascinating person in this community that I should interview next? Oh, my goodness. I would say <clears throat> my shop neighbor, Yvonne okay. Ladders. I want to know everything about where she's at. She's an amazing, um, uplifting, supportive, you know, business owner who's a woman. Yeah. You know? And um, I've definitely... Uh, 
she has definitely been so supportive of me, you know, growing and being a mom and, you know, you know, just tell me the ins and outs, which is nice. (laughs) Yeah. Um, there's a lot of people here. Like you have, you have your work cut out for you because there's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's very cool. Um, I, I interviewed Kat quite a while ago now. Oh, it feels like amazing. forever. But that was great. And she's just, uh, you know, I was interviewing her, I think, during COVID. Like, during the, like, the not yep. complete lockdown, but, like, still crazy time. And just someone who had to start a business with one idea and completely change it midway or partway through. You know, she was just getting up and going and then completely change it. And yet, she always has this positive attitude and... Um, she speaks so highly of everyone in that area down there and in downtown Sandwood. And, um, she was just a great person to have on the podcast and hear from. Talk about pivot. That <laughs> girl has had to pivot more than I think any of us. Yes. Because she went from being a, um, a party, um, event space yep. to all the, and it's so amazing what she's done. Yeah. She is a breath of fresh air. She's really pulled everybody together down there. So yeah. yes, she is. She's amazing. I love her energy. Yeah, she's been great. All right. And lastly, what piece of advice would you give your 20-year-old self? Oh, my goodness. 20-year-old self? Oh, I don't want to be 20 again. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would say breathe. I would. It is taking me now. I am, well, I'm not going to say how old I am now, but (laughs) um, it is now taking me finally breathe. Just it'll be okay and just, you know, enjoy it. Enjoy yeah. it more. That would be slow down, you know. Um, it's gone. It's, it's yeah. like, wow, I don't want to be 20 again, but wow, where did that go? Right, <laughs> right. Very cool. Well, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. We're, I really appreciate we. There's nobody with me. We. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And Islanders, I will talk to you on the next one. Well, a big thank you to Rebecca Jett for joining me on the podcast today. And thank you for listening. If you haven't already, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform. It really helps us be found by other islanders like yourself. And for more information on this episode, you can go to KaminoCommons.com slash podcast. That's KaminoCommons.com slash podcast. Thanks for listening and see you next time.